0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining with us for this week's podcast. And as per usual, before we begin our time together, I want to take a moment and let you know a bit of what's coming up in our community. This week, Sam is beginning our new series titled Rooted. In this series, we're going to look at the times where we feel stuck or plateaued in our spiritual growth and asking the question, How do I grow in Christ? And so we'll be seeking guidance from Scripture about how we get more rooted in Christ, experience more growth, and discover more power for this life with Jesus. The best way to know what's going on at Southview is by checking out our weekly viewpoint, and you can find a link to our viewpoint in the episode description of this podcast. Or you can go on Realm, you can join the group, Southview Family Updates, and that will make sure that you're always getting the weekly viewpoint in your inbox. And if you're new with us here in this digital space, we would love to hear from you. And you can find an online connection card at the bottom of that viewpoint, along with a prayer request form so that we can support and join you in prayer. And additionally, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. But now today, no matter how you're joining with us, may each of our hearts be open and expectant because God is here And Jesus invites us to bring all that we are and all that we're currently carrying to Him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, let's seek the face of God together.
1: Keep going. Um, John 15, 1-11, the NIV. Um, Oh, this good one. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener.
2: Welcome here. My name's Sam. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, it's great to have uh, Matt, Rick, and uh, Arch for being a part of uh, Trudy's uh, ordination. We now have Reverend Trudy here in our midst, and uh, fresh off an ordination thing like that, you should probably be up here speaking. But uh, whatever, we'll uh, we'll 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 get you one of these days. Uh, but uh, this last weekend in uh, December, last weekend in 2023, it's crazy how the year has flown by. And now we're getting ready to embark on a brand new year, 2024. And as we step into this new year, uh, we want to begin to kind of think about where are we going to uh, give our energy? What is God going to be doing in and through our lives? And how do we live rooted in Christ? And so as we launch into this new year, we want to begin to like, hold deeply the things that God is calling us to as a community and what that looks like for us. So if you're a visitor or guest with it, you're on this journey of trying to figure out who God is or who Jesus is, We're just so thankful that you're here and we want to be able to encourage you to be a part of this community as we seek to follow Jesus together in this community. And what does that mean for us? We don't have all the answers by any means. Uh, We are just learners like everyone else who's called a disciple to follow Jesus. And we wanna learn together in community and we get the privilege of doing that uh, together. And so we're thankful to have our kids in our service this weekend. Next weekend, our kids ministry will kick off again. Uh, So uh, welcome our kids uh, to our service today as well but I want to talk a little bit about uh, this timeless tale. Uh, It's a story that's been whispered across the ages and it carries this deep desire for a thriving vineyard. And so if you were to think back to Jesus's day and even go beyond his day, and there was a prophet named Isaiah and he kind of unfolds this narrative for us as he begins to tell this story uh, he was talking about how he had a, there was a friend who had a vineyard on prime land. And he just gave it all this love and care. But it only yielded rotten grapes. It was pretty nasty. And the kind of the question that echoed across those hillsides was, what more could I have done for my vineyard? Now, this vineyard, it was symbolic of the house of Israel. And it was supposed to be all about justice and goodness in our world. Instead, it kind of went the other way. It was serving up violence. And it was creating people crying out, innocent people crying out. And so this whole Israel as a vineyard idea continues to pop up in and throughout the Old Testament from the Psalms to the prophets. And they tell a story of God's love and hard work, planting and tending Only to see the bitter fruit in the form of oppression, violence, and disobedience. Now Israel, this chosen vine, it didn't deliver on what it was supposed to deliver on. Compassion, justice, and holiness. And so faced with this kind of broken thing, God acting like the ultimate gardener passes judgment he begins to prune that which is unfruitful, and he nurtures that which is fruitful. And so, as we dive into this new series that we've uh, called uh, Rooted, we want to remind ourselves that our spiritual journey is a lot like growing a garden. So, as we seek to follow Jesus into this new year of 2024, we might be feeling even right now a little bit stuck or maybe unfruitful in our own spiritual lives, craving growth and wanting change and wanting transformation to come and be a part of our families, our own lives. And we ask questions like, how do I actually grow? How do I break free from the things that keep dragging me down and pulling me back? The traps that I keep falling into. How can I change? How can I be transformed? How can I actually live into the fullness of the promises of what God longs for me? So those are some of the questions that we're going to be considering in this teaching series that we hope that you can join with us over the next six weeks in which we're seeking guidance from scripture about how we get rooted, more rooted in Christ. How do we experience more growth and fruit in our lives? And how do we discover power for this life that we've been called to live with Jesus? So that's kind of what we're going to be looking at as we enter into this new year. And so I have a question. Do you know that the Bible is really a book about gardening? How many of you are gardeners here? Okay, two people. That's great. (laughs) A lot of people tilling the fields out there. I was just talking to my brother uh, over uh, Christmas. Uh, They live over in Asia. And they were crying because it was like 20 degrees out. And they felt it was so cold. I was like, are you kidding me? They have a mango tree in their front yard. And they get to grow stuff year round. Well, this this book that we have, this gift from God, it's a story of a gardener working to grow good fruit in this world. And really, it all kicks off in Genesis, in the very first book of the Bible. God, who is the original gardener, he's kind of at the helm of all of creation. He sets up this garden in Eden. He puts humans in there, created them to be a part of it with him. And so this first people, they had a job to do, to look after this wonderful garden. So every evening they would go strolling through the trees and the garden together, soaking it all in with God. It was all good vibes, such good stuff. But then humans went against God's good instruction. They rebelled against this good gardener and things kind of started to go south for the garden. Instead of these juicy fruits and pretty flowers, the ground started growing quickly thorns and annoying thistles And when these people turned away from God, the garden took a big hit. The family tree got some serious issues really quickly. And death came into God's world and spread through this tree. But God still had a dream of a fruitful garden and a healthy family tree. And so he kind of hit the reset button, and he began this new people group. And it all began in Genesis 12 with Abraham, who was the father of Israel. He was the root of this new family tree. And God called them a grapevine. And so the whole nation of Israel, as they grew, was supposed to be like this vineyard for the Lord. And God hoped that Israel would produce some top-notch grapes. To spread blessing around the world, which was the original intent of all creation. But like Adam and Eve, they turned away from God and they produced nasty, nasty grapes. Have you ever had a sour grape? We just were at our Christmas family party and my sister-in-law brought uh, little pomegranates from the little jar, opened them up. They were sour. They went nasty. The kids were like, what is this? It's like, that is not a pomegranate seed. It was so nasty. And Jeremiah in chapter two, he says this, yet I planted you as a choice vine from the purest stock. How then did you turn degenerate and become a wild vine? That's really the sad story of the Old Testament. A sick family tree, a bad vine and no good fruit. But God doesn't give up. It was time to plant a new garden, a new grapevine, and a new family tree. And it was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 11, where it said, from the root of Jesse, a new branch will come and bear fruit. And so we come to John 15 today, which was read this evening. That was awesome. Thank you for coming and reading Jesus is speaking to his disciples, his closest friends, the night before he died. And he begins to pick up on this idea that Isaiah was talking about in Isaiah chapter 5. And he says this in chapter 15, verse 1 I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. So Jesus is saying, I am God's new vine. He is the new Adam or the new human, the root of a new family tree that's being birthed in this world. And so we have two different family trees, two different vines, which grow two different kinds of fruit. There's one that was growing violence and oppression and disobedience. But now, this new one, John 15, is emphasizing the fruit of this new vine, it grows love and joy and peace. And then the Holy Spirit comes along and in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it, it bursts even more stuff beyond love, joy, and peace, but patience and kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so the ultimate purpose of this new vine begins to align with God's plan that has been happening throughout the millennial that was supposed to be for Adam and Eve and for Israel to go and to be a blessing to all nations and bring glory to this great gardener, showcasing that God is good. And so Jesus would go on and emphasize in verse eight that bearing much fruit does glorify our father. And it is the mark of what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus. Bearing fruit, the good fruit, is the mark of true discipleship. Now, contrary to worldly norms, the growth of this fruit, it's pretty cool, it's free. It's a gift. It's God's work as the gardener in our lives. That's why Paul would say in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. But John says there is something that we need to do. There is a partnership here with the gardener that he's getting at, that he wants to help us as we move into this new year of 2024. What's the most common word in this passage? It says it over 10 times. In the NIV, it's remain, but in the NRSV, it's abide. It says this in verse 4. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. So living in Jesus or abiding with Jesus means making him your home, your abode. That's what abide means, your abode, the place that you live or dwell. And so it's allowing God to dwell in your life, seeing him as the real deal in your life. It's not some fake thing. This is real. It's tangible. It's right here every single day and every single moment. And it's not just what you believe or what you do. It's like being connected to the ultimate source of life itself. You're actually connected. And so we picture it as this kind of really awesome bond that we have with Jesus, who's this brand new vine, who produces all this brand new good fruit. Now, getting all of that good stuff, like the fruit in the garden, it is a gift from God, but there's a catch. God does some pruning in our lives, like a gardener taking care of a garden. Uh, my dad uh, loves growing uh, stuff in his yard. For years, he had uh, Saskatoon uh, bushes. And if you've ever been around a Saskatoon bush, those things grow like crazy. So he was constantly pruning them back, shaping them to get even more what? Berries, more berries. So he, they would cut out the not so healthy stuff because you need the healthy stuff to grow. And then you shape it so that it becomes stronger so that more fruit comes And so just like a gardener cares for plants, God takes care care of us by getting rid of the spiritual junk that we kind of carry in our lives, making sure that we grow healthy. And he does this by showing us how much he cares for us. And so according to John, some of these branches are doing really great. They're bearing fruit and they're getting pruned back. While others that aren't doing much, they get cut off and they get removed. And so it's kind of like this idea on society's idea of success that we have, where being productive is everything. You know, the more you produce, the better, the more successful you are. But John says, hold up. It's not just about how much you do. He argues that Jesus cares more about the relationship and the closeness than just being busy in this world. So instead of just measuring success by what you do, I want you to begin to think more in terms of how connected are you to that new vine that creates this connection with Jesus and with others, because the goal is to be fully alive by allowing God to work in and through us, that love and goodness to flow through us. And the good news is that one day the garden, the tree, the vine will grow all the fruit that the gardener actually planned since the very beginning of time ever since he put humans in Eden and it has been prophesied throughout the old testament from Isaiah to Hosea to Amos i'm just going to read a few from Isaiah chapter 27 it says on that day a pleasant vineyard sing about it israel shall blossom and pour forth put forth shoots and fill the whole earth with fruit hosea 14 they shall again live beneath my shadow they shall flourish as a garden They shall blossom like the vine. Their fragrance shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Amos 9, the time is surely coming, says the Lord, when the one who plows shall overtake the one who reaps and the treader of the grapes, the one who sows the seed, meaning the grain and the grapes will grow faster than they can actually be harvested. And then we get to the very last chapter of the Bible in the book of Revelation, where the water of life flows out from God like a river in chapter 22, and it says this. On the other side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. And so the Bible from the very start, from Genesis all the way to the very end in Revelation, tells a gardening story It paints a picture of two family trees and vines that produce very different fruit. The ancient family tree, starting with the beginning of humanity, represents a sickly vine of disobedience. And this leads to branches getting cut off from God's life, leaving them barren. But then on the flip side, there's Jesus sets up this new fresh family tree, the life-giving true vine. And the branches that are connected to him go through God's pruning, and the result is some seriously fruitful growth. So John is telling the story of what Jesus is talking about. It means that we jump into the life of Jesus, that we abide in him as followers of God. And like a master gardener, God has a green thumb. I don't know why they call it a green thumb, but I should look that up. But a green thumb, people that can just touch a plant and it grows, That's kind of what God does in this world. He breathes life into dry soil. He turns kind of dumpy, droopy vines into ones bursting with fruit. Do you ever feel like you have dry soil in your life? Or vines are kind of withering? If you're a parent, you're just always withering, it feels like. (laughs) But when you welcome the gardener into your life, It's like asking yourself, what kind of growth do you want? Do you want love, joy, healing, generosity, kindness, goodness, all of the good stuff that comes from being in the vine? As Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. As we abide in Christ, we will bear much fruit, rich fruit, lasting fruit, more and more fruit, fruit that goes out and blesses the world wherever God has placed us this year. And it will bring glory to our gardener God. So what is sprouting up in the garden of your life this season? As you prepare to step into a whole new year, What do you want to see flourish out of your life? Is there any negative things that you kind of want chopped off and taken away? Ever felt like you just needed God to give you a little trim? You think it's a trim. He thinks maybe it's a chop. So this year, how do we hang with Jesus? How do we abide in him? What is that going to look like for us to make Jesus at home in our life and in our church? That we can go out and be a blessing to our community, to our city, our world, and all around. So in the next few weeks, that's what we're going to be diving into. What needs a little trim in my life? How do we actually go about doing those things and inviting God to be a participant in those things? What needs some nourishment in our lives? And who's got our back for growing? Who's actually gonna come alongside and actually help us in this journey? Are we alone in that or do we have a partner? So those are gonna be some of the things that we're gonna journey into in the coming weeks. we got some guest speakers coming in. we got some of our other pastoral staff. And so we just really hope that you can join with us as we get rooted at the beginning of this year as we abide in Christ And that we seek to allow his fruit to grow in our lives, to be a blessing to this world, wherever God's placed us. Amen? Amen. So we get to journey in that together. So let's pray together to that end. Father, we thank you for this weekend, this opportunity to launch into this new year with this sense of you're just such a good gardener, God, and we just want you to work in the soil of our hearts and our minds. We want you to cut away the stuff that is broken and not producing. We want you to like continue to sustain us and, and help us stay connected to the life who is Christ. And so God, you're such a good gardener. You always seem to place us at the center of everything that's going on. You feed us, you equip us, you continue to provide for us. And we give you thanks for that. But God, beyond those things, you're looking for a different kind of harvest in our lives. You're looking for fruit. You're looking for fruit that reveals lives that are given in the service of you and others. So God of the harvest this coming year, would you feed us and prune us? as we seek to abide in you, as we connect to you, as it's kind of like when you go into a building and you're just searching for that Wi-Fi network, you just want to get connected. God, help us to connect with you every moment of our lives, that our lives might bear much fruit and bring glory to you in 2024. Launch us out now, Father, and help us stay rooted in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, we're so glad that you could be here this weekend. Our service isn't over. This is an opportunity to go and connect with one another. Come and celebrate Trudy. She would love to give you a hug. <laughs> and just come and ask her what she's doing. Like, and then ch- chat with one another. Uh, come and introduce yourself to uh, Matt and Jamie Boda, who's uh, working with our district. They'd love to get to know you and uh, introduce themselves to you as well. So uh, just uh, invite you to stand now as we close our service with a benediction. As we go into this brand new year, whatever it holds, we want to be rooted in Christ. We want to abide with him, make him our home. And so as you go into this new year, now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.